Hey guys, thanks for listening to a common life podcast. Uh, just one note for, um, going forward, this will be the last time that we'll post this podcast on the Wells sermon podcast. So if you've been listening to it on that same podcast that we've had at the well for a while, um, it's time to go ahead and switch over if you want to keep listening to this. So we'll have a link and an email that we'll send out to everybody. Um, we probably can put a link in the, the notes for this episode as well. Um, but other than that, just make sure you follow along with us on a common life podcast. You can search for that uh, wherever you get your podcast, just search for a common life podcast. Make sure that it's got the little well logo um, there in the corner of uh, that graphic, and that'll be the one for us. So that's where we'll be uh, going forward. But now, thanks again, and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Common Life Podcast from the Well Church in Africa. This week, we have a couple of new voices uh, joining us for Common Life Podcast. We've got Natalie, Eureta, and Brittany Selman to talk with us about just like the life that we're all living in the middle of craziness with coronavirus and mm. things being shut down and stuff. So we wanted to make sure that y'all could hear from people who aren't Austin and Tyler and I. So yeah, um, thanks for talking with us, Natalie and Brittany. Y'all say hi. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. Yeah. It helps with the podcast when you get people on that are way smarter than you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> okay, so um, just to start off, like, can you tell us a little bit about, like, how things have been for you um, with since all of this started? Um, we were talking a little bit earlier that, like, spring break just kind of rolled into this, you know, social distancing kind of stuff. And so... Um, it's been a lot of not normal for a long time. So whoever wants to start, which, uh, what's, what's the thing, what have things been like? What's been your major takeaway from all this time? Well, I have four kids and, um, yeah. two of which are school aged. One is kind of school aged. He's in mother's day out program. Um, so my biggest thing is now I'm working from home, but also homeschooling my children, yeah. which has been interesting. Um, <laughs> it's my first day doing it and it went okay. Um, but trying to get all of those things underneath our belt, getting things prepped and planned for our kids, trying to find some like some sort of rhythm for my children to where they're not just running feral around the house all day long. Um, that's really just been our biggest adjustment, I would say. I want to say I feel judged by that comment about Absolutely. how children shouldn't run feral around the house. Well, it's not okay. Yeah, I'm it's trying, supposed to be a safe space. Trying. Mm. What about you, Natalie? Um, well, for us, really, it's just been... Santi and I are both working from home at the same time. So that's been really weird mm. because we both feel like we should be the one that deserves to work right now while the other one takes care of the child all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just a constant, yeah. like, it's super my fun turn. marital so, dynamic. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so much fun. Um, but I am just like, my personality, honestly, like, we don't, other than Mother's Day out, like, not, and like, normal community stuff like not a lot of stuff in our lives has halted Mm -hmm. as much as I mean just normal social gatherings that like church and normal things like that but we aren't missing school and we aren't missing like these giant work conferences or anything it's just normal life and so I think what we've been struggling with is just like staring at each other across the room, like wondering, like, should we be doing something? Like, mm. what, how can we be a part of the solution for this? Like, what, what are our roles in this? Like I do kids ministry, Santi does college ministry. Both of those are like almost out of the question 
like relationally wise. And so we've just been struggling a lot with what it looks like to not really have anything to do. Like we have one child that is fine most of the time. And so it just looks like a lot of like twiddling our thumbs. And so I think that's been really hard on us, like emotionally and like mentally to try to figure out how do you create a rhythm out of nothingness? Like there, I don't have anything to do. So am I going to just make up things to do so that I can have rhythm? Hmm. Right. And so it's just been really weird for us. Is, is Santi working on the yard some? Every day. <laughs> Every day. How's the grass I looking? I think it's an escape. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, this is his way of not being in this living room. Hey, he which can is come in yard. He can yeah. stay inside. Great. We need some yard love. Great. <laughs> he can come. He doesn't know what he's doing. He watches a lot of YouTube. Hey. But. He's been trying to seed your yard for two and a half years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's fertilizer now, so we're not allowed to walk on the grass. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's so nice. that's been fun. That's so we're not only trapped inside, we're also trapped <laughs> on concrete outside. Can't thing. actually play in the yard. No. <laughs> that's good. So. That's a great dad move. Good times. Yeah. Austin, how, how about y'all? Things still okay since last time we talked? I think they're fine. Yeah? I think we're doing fine. Um yeah, I've, I've been home more the last uh, three, four days, and I just have lots of respect for moms that are home a lot. <laughs> it's a, it, it's kind of an interesting, it's a very non-quantifiable task to be a stay-at-home mom, and um, without question, a, a, a challenging phase of life for, for many mm-hmm. folks that are in our church and for mm-hmm. you two specifically, and so uh, lots of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was birthday weekend. And like all I want for birthday, uh, for like every year, is just to have. I don't want like a big. I don't want a big party or something like that. I just want to have friends over where they're locked in a backyard or in a space with me for a couple hours, and it's just to talk. Because mm-hmm. I'm that's like that's a love language to me. It's just to like have some long conversations in relationship. And so we we did that a little bit um, last night with some folks um, to on uh, like a big FaceTime call, which was really fun and getting to see people. But it's just weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, missing not getting to do that Mm -hmm. oh yeah what stuff has um surprised you i mean a lot of what we've talked about is like sort of rhythms and practical and like all the sort of like um, schedule changes that this is kind of thrust on what's surprised you or maybe maybe not surprised you but what's been sort of dominant for you as you've been processing things like emotionally or spiritually during all this i think for me i'm just realizing that i have a pattern when I don't know what to do to just like fall, like easily slide down the slump where I do nothing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I look up and it's five 30 and it's like, wait, I woke up this morning and was like, I have so many things that I could do. And I have all of these. And then I just like wrap my mind around all these things, but I don't actually do anything. And then my day is gone. And then I'm like, Oh, well, we'll do it again tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. then the same thing happens again. And then it's, Thursday and then it's Friday and so I'm like I just feel like a a slug like Mm -hmm. that's the best way I know how to describe it like mentally and emotionally like I haven't really chosen to like feel very much because I feel like everything is out of my control and so I'm like oh my gosh all these kids that were in my class are now starving and like I I should go pick them up and take them to Johnston to get food and like I I need to get busy and then it's like the news is telling you don't do that and don't do don't do that and it's like I just feel trapped and so then I do nothing Mm -hmm. and then I just feel disappointed all the time that I'm doing nothing and so it's just this pattern that I found myself in emotionally where I'm like well if I don't feel sad then 
if I don't feel bad for them, then I don't have to feel bad that I can't do anything. And so I just keep like checking out and it's just this weird pattern of like choosing not to feel things and then having to make a conscious choice to feel things and then to take those feelings to the Lord. It's like, that's taking a lot of steps for me to get there. Like I, it's so much harder than it normally is for me. I'm like, I'm sitting in that first stage 96% of the time versus the other way around. So yeah, that's good. Austin and I were talking this morning. I think this seems like it's pretty, I, I'm not sure it's true for everybody, but I think for a lot of people where they're having to stay home right now and job has significantly changed. Cause for some people life has not changed or life has just gotten busier. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, for some people that like things have shifted where, um, you, you don't have the responsibilities you normally would because you're not allowed to, there's a lot of like sort of guilt, maybe mm-hmm. a little insecurity mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. comes along with that. And I'm trying to, I, I haven't really, I'm trying to like help like dig into that because I, I mean, some of it I think could be that like, we're just, we're Americans, we're Westerners. And so like producing, getting things done, knocking things off a to-do list and Mm -hmm. like being active, like that's how we define some self-worth. That's how we define like, did I, was I enough today? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Which as Christians are enough should be found absolutely in Christ. And then in terms of like fruit and, and responding to the fact that our identity has been sealed for us in Christ, then we, then we might, we might act and respond out of that. But right. In terms of finding our enough, we should always find that in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think there is something where it's like, um, w- when do I actually like sort of like start to find out? Okay, you know, my my activity doesn't define my identity anymore, mm-hmm. right? But but you know, what do I need to be doing, or what do we all need to be doing to figure out what is it in our identity in Christ that should be dictating our activity in this particular mm-hmm. context in this particular situation, mm-hmm. right? And I haven't really like sussed that out, but I think you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are dealing with that, like guilt and security. What do I do? How do I be now? Mm-hmm. You know, any Enneagram three over here. So my question mm. is that I've been asking myself is how do I steward my days? Well, yeah. you know, I'm bent towards busy and bent towards doing and bent towards achieving. So how do I slow down? Mm-hmm. Which obviously we are all are slowing down, but still with four kids in the house, schooling them. Um, my husband's not at home. He's still working. Um, how do we do this well, but steward our days and our times and the seasons well um, for gospel work in their lives and our lives and really treating my kids as neighbors, right. um, our physical neighbors as distant neighbors, mm-hmm. but how do we care well for the people who God's entrusted with us? And that's yeah. what I've been, it's been keeping me up at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm laying in bed at night and we have a newborn. And so, I, you know, I'm looking at to him, feeding him. And I'm like, okay, how am I stewarding this well? Yeah. And, and, having to remind myself that, Hey, I can rest mm-hmm. because my achievement and what I do or how good or bad of a mom I am that day does not define who I am in Christ. And so, um, but the idea of stewardship mm-hmm. has been the thing that has really, hmm. um, I've just been wrestling with and how do I steward this? Well, how do we steward this time with our family and our neighbors? It's great. I've been seeing my neighbors walk almost every night. I mean, we have, we live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of, um, probably 50 plus people Mm -hmm. like age wise in their fifties. Which sounds young to me. (laughs) I mean, if you're listening to this, that's, that's a young, it's a whippersnapper. (laughs) But they're walking and they're saying hi and, but keeping, keeping, you know, their distance. And Mm -hmm. so we're trying to figure out ways. And I've heard a lot of cool neighborhoods like, Hey, we're putting signs in our windows or we're sitting on our front porch drinking coffee every morning and waving to people as they walk by. So really trying to figure out how do we steward this season? Well, not just for ourselves, but also our neighbors. Mm -hmm. 
I, can I hop in here? No, let's move on. Oh, um, no, yeah, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know if I don't know if I'm supposed to raise my hand so I can like get in here. No, um, so we're we're new to all this, but um, Brittany, I'm I'm interested because I know that you have had such an involvement in the community. You guys um, have a, a adopted two kids. Mm -hmm. Your husband uh, runs a business here in the community, and you guys have been very active and present. So when you talk about stewarding your time well. Um, I, I'm just interested kind of what things that you're trying out, what things that you've done, what new rhythms you've employed. Um. Actual practical ones. I mean, this is, this is going to sound silly. We have about 80 to 90 employees. And so um, using time to pray for them by name. That's been mm. one thing that our kids that we've been trying to do lately is praying for our employees because most of our employees live paycheck to paycheck. It's just a reality. Um, and with and there's a lot of people right now in the economic crisis who this is this is hitting them hard. Mm -hmm. So praying for our people by name. Mm. Um, also getting our kids involved. This is silly, but Ben actually, my husband, just brought home poster board. So we can draw on them encouraging messages to hang up in our restaurant that we that we own and so That's we can great. like awesome. the kids get involved they can do those sort of things um when it comes to adoption related we just reached out to our agency and said hey are you caring for any birth moms right now locally what do you need mm -hmm. um and right now they've got all their needs covered but it's just being mindful mm -hmm. of that not everyone is doing this quarantine like our family's doing it yeah. and i think that that's really important to to remember is that your neighbors you don't know what financial situation they're currently in. Mm. Um, you don't know, you might know them very well, but like we're new to our neighborhood. I don't know which kids are at risk in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. wow. And so just praying for God to give us eyes to see and ears to hear um, as we're walking around our neighborhood, as we're getting to know different people, um, as we're caring for our employees, but just being more other-minded mm -hmm. and not just about, hey, how can I survive these next few weeks right. yeah. with my kids? Because I never wanted to be a homeschool mom. N nothing against that. I have friends who do it really well. I just never imagined myself. <laughs> yeah. I never imagined myself schooling my, my own children. Right. And so here I am. And so instead of letting that overwhelm me, trying to be more outward-focused than just kind of drowning in my own woes. Man, I love that. That's really good. There's um, one of our neighbors who's actually, uh, uh, the, the, the Chapins, who remembers here. Uh, I talked to him a couple days ago, and he called me back about 30 minutes later, and he was like, hey, Kelsey is um, experimenting in bread making, and we're just trying to give out loaves of bread That's awesome. to mm -hmm. our neighbors. And yeah. so like uh, four hours later, he brought over this unbelievably hot piece of um, just loaf of beautifully i mean unbelievable bread wow. and we know how the lawrences feel about carbs oh <laughs> we love us some carbs people yes yeah and so man it was literally like just it, it was the greatest way that you could have given us a big family hug in a season where you can't we do not want you to touch us right you know but mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. bread was just the most wonderful way that you could care for That's us so in that sweet. season but yeah just thinking through new ways and I, th those are wonderful ways to care for the people and love the people around you. Well, I think the cool thing is everyone's connected to the community differently. So when I think about the well and our body, right. you know, there's all sorts of people who are involved in different things. We have, I was thinking about um, Fabiola and Sarah McLean who are mm -hmm. serving our public school system right now and specifically a lot of the at-risk kids. Mm -hmm. And so um, contacting them and they're doing their own things about how they can pray for their students and things like that. But there's, we have nurses, we have doctors, we have teachers, we've got people in all sorts of different fields. And I think um, all of us, I've been really encouraged by the different stories of how people can look up, like look in your own sphere. What can you right. do? 
in your own sphere of influence. It might be making bread. It might be making signs. Sure. It might be actually just deciding, I'm going to do my quiet time and coffee time on my front porch in my neighborhood so I can wave and be physically present to the elderly people who are walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It's, it's an amazing time. I, like Even just listening to this conversation, it's almost like we've almost kind of regressed into an agrarian type of of mm-hmm. uh, cultural system because in the last week we've been brought bread. Mm-hmm. We had somebody drop kale off yesterday. Yes. We, we got two homemade bottles of kombucha. We got a, <laughs> we got some, this incredible, is you know, like farmers. Very, yeah. very, very strange. <laughs> we got some, uh, some, some homemade Play-Doh from Amy Cochran. Wow. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, just like for, for people to engage in things that they love and they care about and then to be able to share that, Right. It's it, it's unbelievable how much that will make someone's mm-hmm. day. Yes. So uh, e- even though you think that it's a small thing, like the way that that cares for people and makes them feel seen and cared for is 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 amazing. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think I think we're just starting to get to some people got here earlier than me. Right. But I think we're starting to get to the point where um, people are people have kind of processed through like, OK, man, there's a lot of things that have changed for me personally. Mm-hmm. Right. And suddenly it's like, OK, things are still crazy at my house. I don't have everything figured out, but you're starting to be like, man, okay, what, what does it look like for me to, to love people well, to like you're saying, to steward people well, uh, to, or to steward our, the way we can use our time to serve people well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we're just starting to get to that. I, I, like on our street, like we've, we've got some young families on our street, but it's a, it's a really wide street. So cars have typically driven down it faster than on some other streets in our neighborhood. And uh, so we haven't had a ton of foot traffic on our street before, but now, I mean, people are out there all the time. Yeah. I mean, people are constantly walking around and it's cause like, you can't just, you know, you can't like you, you ran out of Netflix mm-hmm. um, and now it's time to do something else, you know? So it's a sweet time to be able to say, Hey, you know, learn some names and actually like you're saying, bake some bread would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that everyone's walking in their PJs too. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> No, no one me. feels the need to put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me. no one needs to put clothes on oh. to walk down the street. Like yeah. you can just do it in your Spider-Man PJs. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. I feel like you just shared something about me. I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> Jr. has got some sweet footy PJs. Yeah, awesome. reads out in public. It's not occasionally. true. It's not true. So um, you kind of talked about this a little bit, Brittany, but. I think one of the things that, that, that in addition, we're all starting to start to see from a different perspective is not just how this affects me sort of in my day or how this affects me economically or how this affects me, right? But I think there's a lot of um, us that are starting to see like, man, there, there are ways that this thing has not just, man, it changed your job differently than mine or, or oh, you're, you're a little bit busier than me during this time. But there are ways that this situation right now has sort of deeply impacted some people in our society, in our mm-hmm. economy, um, because of uh, just because of how all this stuff has worked out, like like folks, like I mean, for the past few years, people have been talking about this like gig economy that's been coming up. Like, there's lots of things where you, you're not exactly employed, right? But you kind of by contract, you're driving for Uber, mm-hmm. you've got an Airbnb, or you've got, you know, you're sort of like doing these tiny little jobs, and you're just paid sort of by the job. Well, a lot of that stuff has just evaporated, which has been a huge part of people's lives. You know, I mean, there's obviously people in the restaurant industry and people who are, you know, in like entertainment industry for concerts and those kind of things. And so I guess I'm just curious, like for y'all, what are some different areas? Uh, Brittany, you've got this superpower, like sort of justice radar that I always talk about. Like, you, that's like you, your heart can't help but see it. What, but for everybody, where, what are some things that you've seen that like the church... Um, or just sort of you and your sphere of influence needs to be paying special attention to, to love people well that might be uniquely impacted by everything that's going on? 
I'll say, you know, birth moms naturally are something that we're passionate about. Adoption, foster care, at-risk kids. Mm. Um, really, when this all started unfolding, you know, it kind of caught me by surprise. Um, I know that we all knew it was coming, but nobody really knew how se- serious it was. So kind of like what you were saying, JR, it wasn't in the last until the last probably like five days when I'm like, oh, man, this right. is serious. Mm-hmm. When schools have been canceled indefinitely um, and other major things have started to be closed, um, that God really started laying on my heart things to pray for. Because there's so many things I'm a doer. I want to go and do. Mm-hmm. You can't do a lot. Um, so I've just been praying for some pe- some specific people, um, at-risk kids, the ones who were school was a safe place, and now it's no longer there for them. It was a place where they could eat and have meals. I think that's one that our community has done a great job of trying to provide food for, but just praying yeah, for their yeah. physical safety, sure. their mm-hmm. emotional safety, um, those sort of things that I've been praying for. Um, at, at-risk women mm-hmm. who are trapped in domestic abuse right now, who are now quarantined at home. Those right. are people who I've been praying for. Also, just marriages. This is going to be one that's silly, but Natalie, you kind of hit on mm-hmm. that. But it can be hard sometimes, all too much together time sure. on a marriage that's already fragile um, or broken or wrestling through some hard things. This can be a yeah, really a hard season for marriages that aren't necessarily thriving. It can be hard mm-hmm. on people who are thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But those who are really wrestling with difficult things now are a people group that I've been praying for. Um, but I've just honestly been like, Lord at night, I'm again, I have a newborn. He's two months old. He does not like to sleep a lot. Um, so I've got some prayer time. I've had a lot of, but I mean, sometimes I, I can't at all, but sometimes right. I'm like, who is it that the Lord is laying on my heart right now while I've got 45 minutes of feeding a newborn. Um, and those are kind of the people who keep coming up. Um, more of the people who are at risk for danger. But I think all of us know somebody. We know someone. Someone comes to mind that we think of, man, this is not a great scenario for them to be at home, whether it's due to health reasons or um, physical reasons, safety, and just being a people of prayer, believing that that prayer is powerful and praying that God will give us, um, you know, hands and feet to go and do his work when we can. Mm -hmm. And knowing that when this quarantine's lift, there's going to be some hard work that we all have to do in dealing with repercussions and being ready for that. We might not know what it is, but if our hearts are postured and ready, um, I think that when the quarantine is lift, we'll be more prone to work if we've been thinking about that now Mm -hmm. versus letting it come and hit us in Mm -hmm. however long, you know. Yeah. Yeah. One of those that you mentioned is one that surprised me the most. I, I saw a reporter who was in a large city, I think maybe it was Philadelphia, but I, don't quote me on that. But um, they just talked, we're talking with some police about just generally about some quarantine kind of things. And then they said, Hey, just out of curiosity, are, are there any calls that you felt like you've been called out more often since all this happened? And before the reporter could finish the question, the police officer said domestic abuse. Yeah. Mm. Just immediately said domestic mm-hmm. abuse. Like that's just been spiking in those areas. And I, you know, I, it just like just sort of floored me in that moment to realize like, Oh, like home time for me, like I, I, I have much to be grateful for. Like this mm-hmm. should drive me to my knees in prayer for two different reasons, right? Like I have much to be grateful for. The the extra home time for me has been sweet. Yeah. There's certainly been some hard moments and some frustration and some, you know, getting a little cabin fever and those kind of things, but it has been sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to be grateful, mm-hmm. you know, about sort of the gifts that I'm getting to see in this season. But there are a lot of people for whom extra home time with someone that sh- they should be safe with and that should should love them well, that this is not a safe time for them, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we need to be spending some time in prayer and and to take some comfort, I hope, in knowing that we're praying to a God who is near to those um, who are oppressed, who is near to those um, who are um, being hurt and those who are brokenhearted and those are, he, he hears those who, who cry out to him. 
can I can I ask a quick question, mm -hmm. Natalie? You um, worked at a before coming on staff here at the mm -hmm. well as our um, children's director. You were a teacher at a school here in town that was kind of the intake school for all of the refugees mm -hmm. um, that were coming into Abilene. And so mm -hmm. I, I even when we talked to the principal at one point, there were like 22 different languages being right. spoken. And so how are you processing that, having classrooms full of kids that were refugees from different cultures and now in this um, interesting place where they're not? Right. Yeah. That's but, a great question. Yeah. I like I can't even talk about it without getting emotional. I think it's just one of those things that I feel like there's so much that could be done but because of feeling mm -hmm. quarantined we can't and so I feel like that I mean it forces me to my knees in prayer like they mm -hmm. many of those people live on WIC and WIC items are what people are clearing out of stores wow. and so people take their WIC and there and there's nothing they can buy like mm -hmm. they there's nothing that they can take because all of the milk or all of the eggs or all of the cheese it's it's the necessities that's what WIC pays for and so there are just so many things like that, that, like as they float through my head, it's like very, very like life or death almost where right. I feel the weight of like, it's one thing for my little cute family of three to be stuck in a house. But when you're a family of 12 mm -hmm. stuck in 600 square foot apartment, yeah. wow. it's, it's not a joke anymore. It becomes very like, that's not cabin fever. That's just not healthy. Like yeah, that, yeah. that no sure. one can survive like that. And so I think just those like, the heaviness of just like letting that sit on my heart, I think is good. I think, yeah. I think it, it really does make me fall to my knees. Like there's, I can't, I can't create other homes for them and I can't, mm. I can't, but I can maybe get an extra gallon of milk and just drive through the neighborhood and see like yeah. if someone's outside mm -hmm. or I can, you know, just those like little tangible practical things where I can just be listening to the spirit at all times. Like I believe that he cares far, far more than me. And I care a lot. So yeah. it, it means something when he could prompt a heart to be like, you know what, maybe get two extra boxes of cereal this time. And just, just drive through that apartment complex where I, my kids yeah. used to walk home every day and just say like, babe, do you need this? Like you can take it inside, have a good day. And then just yeah. let that be the end. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think there are things that I can do if I'm listening. And so I feel like it's just one of those op opportunities where they are an extremely at-risk population. And also, communication-wise, homeschool is not going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. there's just so many yeah. things where, like, the teacher side of me is like, I just don't care. Like, yeah. it, they'll make it. They'll mm -hmm. figure it right. out next year. We'll right. get it all sorted out later. But that is hard on kids to sure. to feel behind and to feel like they're not getting what everyone else is getting. And, like, if their parent can't speak English and they're being yeah to log into a website is impossible like there's there's so many little things that for us just is is just second nature yeah. but for a family that is in a different culture speaking different languages without resources and in oh a goodness. in a community where it's just normal to not have resources i think it can get a lot more hostile a lot more fast mm -hmm. or a lot a lot more quickly and so sure. i think my heart is just so so heavy for that population that's great i think natalie's point is great of like we have a high population of refugees we also have some organizations that are serving them and so i think mm -hmm. prayer is great being mindful of where they're shopping and they can't mm -hmm. the items they can't get and try to stay away from those but also contacting the nonprofits in the area and mm -hmm. saying Hey, how can we serve you? Try. Is there anything we can do? Can we drop off supplies? Those sort of things are helpful. And they might say, Hey, we're not taking anything right now. Or yes, 
while you're out right. at the grocery store, pick up some eggs, pick up some this. Um, but contacting some of those nonprofits, if the Lord is impressing a people group in mm-hmm. Abilene on your heart, there's probably a nonprofit of some form or fashion connected, whether it's homeless, um, the hungry, um, refugees mm-hmm. with the IRCs working in there. And so I think prayer is huge. Um, and being mindful to the spirit's huge, but then also taking it a step further mm-hmm. and contacting some of these nonprofits saying, mm-hmm. Hey, remember at the well, how can we serve you? Right. Is there something that we can do? Right. Um, yeah. what can we do? Yeah, I think it's great. I, I saw this past week, uh, somebody talking about how, um, and I've seen this idea before, but I think it's maybe it's just kind of popping up in some areas a little more often. Have y'all seen those, um, little free libraries that people mm-hmm. will put in their front yards, oh, yeah. those little things, those are awesome. which are awesome. And I think, I think right now, like those are still a great idea. Like if you can just like go easily grab a free book, like that's great. Right. And there's a lot of those in, in our neighborhood for whatever reason. Um, and so, um, but I'll, I've also seen people sort of swapping out their books right now and putting non-perishables mm-hmm. in those and just making them into a little free food pantry, um, for, for just a little while. Mm, that's great. Um, and yeah. you know, um, I think if you're uh, on a street with a lot of, you know, foot traffic, that might be mm-hmm. one thing you can do, but that's a creative, like cool sort of, mm-hmm. um, way you can, you can make just a little sh- shift, a little adjustment. And there's probably some of us that like right now we've got the project time on our hands to be able to make a little free, uh, food pantry or a little free, you know, uh, mm-hmm. library that, you know, w- that we could go ahead and build and put up, you know? So uh, I guess that, that leads me into this question, which I didn't exactly plan on us talking about, but are there other like just sort of creative ways that you've seen? I mean, we've talked about poster boards putting up in the windows and, um, you know, quiet times on your front porch and grabbing a little extra groceries and, uh, calling a nonprofit and those kind of things. But are there, are there some other creative things that you've seen people doing during this time right now that like sort of are, are still like allowing for social distancing? Cause that's a way that we can love mm-hmm. people is by, by, by doing this thing, but also, um, ways that we can love people, um, sort of getting around, you know, making still, still following those rules. Mm-hmm. How can we get creative? One person in my GC just texted our GC the other day and was like, I, I just feel the Lord like putting grocery workers on my heart. So if everyone, like, if you're interested, can everyone just write like, thank you notes, like, and leave them on your porch, I'll come get them and like, just take them around. And it was like, that's such a literally two minute activity that everyone can do. And it's, it would mean something to someone that day who's busting their tail to make sure that we have pasta and milk or whatever that, like that they're seen and that they're celebrated even in that. And so I, that was just one like practical, like, Hey, I would have never thought of that or done that on my own. But just the fact that even that she thought of it, but then reached out to her community to create community through that too. So it wasn't just her idea that she's going to write some thank you notes. It was like, Hey, I feel this has been put on my heart. I want you guys to join me. And in that, like all of us like jumping in with her, I think built, like more community within our small group yeah, too. So. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw a little girl on Facebook in the area. She did a little video. She's a first grader who goes to our girls' school. Oh, cool. And um, she goes at another local church in town. But um, she's a really sweet girl, and she's just a vibrant personality. And she's like, I want to collect cards for the elderly and homes because they can't have visitors, and they can't, um, you know, yeah. do, see their families, mm-hmm. and there's so many restrictions. She's like, so I'm putting a box on my front door. Have your kids come drop off their, their, you know, drawings and cards and notes and collect those. And so she took them to one of the homes in town, which I thought was really sweet um, and really thoughtful, but kind of along the same Mm -hmm. lines. Yeah. That's great. Man, I, I love 
um, this is kind of a different angle on this, but Natalie talked about it a little bit ago. And then even in your response, you mentioned this, but it's kind of one of those times where we as believers and, um, you know, leaning into your perspective on, you know, the theological term is pneumatology, but your theology of the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole uh, theology of regeneration is that the spirit of God has indwelled us, has changed us, has transformed us from dark into light, from, uh, you know, lost into redeemed from enemies of God into children of God. And, in light of that, Paul also tells us that we are being um, ever more transformed into the likeness of Christ. And so I think as a believer, there's these interesting moments where you have these ideas like that. Like, let's let's maybe um, let's let's write thank you notes to grocery work workers. And there's something in our rationality that might tell us that's kind of a dumb idea. I don't know that anyone's going to get on board with that with me, but I think in this season, mm-hmm. we really need to hear that and hear that as the mm-hmm. spirit prompting mm-hmm. us towards something that God intends for us sure. as, as a group of believers. And so leaning into the Christian conscience and to mm-hmm. um, the, the, the fact that the spirit has indwelled us, the spirit is informing us. We have the power of God within us. And so when we have those type of ideas to really lean into mm-hmm. it, because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's just random ideas that we're having to care for people. It's the spirit of God prompting us as the people of God um, to bring the, as Schaefer always says, that to bring the gifts of the bridegroom back into the world. Mm-hmm. And we have this opportunity right now to care for people through the empowering of the spirit and the indwelling of the spirit and the informing of the spirit to the people in our community. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love hearing that, that there's people in your GC that are saying, I feel like the Lord's put this on my heart mm-hmm. and I want to lean into it and want to ask that you would lean into it with me. Yeah. That's really good. I read a quote from Tozer the other day or that no big deal, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just reading Tozer who's old English, <laughs> um, but I'm actually, I'm actually going to read it because it is mm. like what my heart has been meditating on every minute. And it's the only way I think I'll make it. It just says, sometimes I go to God and I say, God, if thou dost never answer another prayer while I live on this earth, I will still worship thee as long as I live and in the ages to come for what thou hast done already. Mm-hmm. God has already put me so far in debt that if I were to live one million millenniums, I could never pay him back for what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. And just for my heart in this like season of like feeling like, God, you have to do something. If, if you don't, if you don't save this person or if you don't provide for this or if you don't, if you yeah. don't, all of these things that yeah. I feel like I'm like, desperately forced to my knees about it's like you know what like he's he's already enough like he he already knew he's already got it and honestly if he if he never answers anything enough for me I have millenniums of things to be grateful for just the Mm -hmm. fact that he saved me like that's that's so much more than anything I could ask and so I think just like in the asking because I'm still going to keep asking but just to constantly keep an a heart and a mind of gratitude for yeah. just the fact that he is sovereign over all. He knows what he's doing. He has this in the palm of his hand. He's not afraid of anything that's coming. Just like to constantly be reminding myself of just that it, it's all done already as far as he's concerned and that I have so much more than I could even ask for. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good.